Hello, and welcome to A Burst of Hope, five minutes of inspiration from Pastor Rick Holm, encouraging you to always hope. Well, good morning, friends. So happy to have you with us this morning. And this morning, we are going to take a look at what I want to call cynicism as we find them identified in Psalm 73. As you read through the psalm, it becomes evident that Asaph is becoming somewhat cynical with all the things that he sees, and yet his faith somewhat is threatened by what he sees. And I, I think that you and I can probably identify with what Asaph is going through. According to Wikipedia, cynicism is an attitude characterized by a general distrust in others' motives. Take a look around. I think that we as a nation, that we as a people have become somewhat cynical. We certainly have opinions, we have sides, this side, that side. There are different agendas. Can I share with you that there are two kingdoms? One is the kingdom of light and of Christ. The other is the kingdom that is not of God, that is this kingdom. You know, the cynic may have a general lack of faith and, and hope in people motivated by their own ambitions, their desires, their greed, their gratification, materialism, goals, and opinions. And boy, are their opinions. And the cynic perceives as vain, unobtainable, or ultimately meaningless, and therefore deserving of ridicule and admonishment. The term originally came from the Greek philosopher they called the cynics, who rejected conventional goals of wealth, of power, and honor. They practiced shameless nonconformity with social norms in religion, manners, housing, dress, or decency, instead advocating the pursuit of virtue in accordance with a simple and natural way of life. You see, Asaph's life, mirror, in a sense, mirrors our own from time to time. He, meanwhile, was faithful in carrying out, and the Bible says in Psalm 73, that he washed his hands in innocent. He did not partake in what was going on around him. But what was his reward for maintaining his innocence? The Bible says he was stricken all day long, rebuked. Every morning, people were out there lining up and accusing him and rebuking him. And maybe you can identify, you have been faithful, obedient, you've kept your eyes on the Lord, yet your life is sinking in what we might proverbially call the pit. The incongruence doesn't make sense. Where was the lifting up of the humble and the casting down of the wicked? Isn't that what's going on around us in the world today, especially during this time of the pandemic, politics are running rampant, this side, that side, accusing, pointing fingers. Where is the lifting up of the humble? His trust and hope is in God's promises. They were ebbing. Bitter cynicism was flowing. No one is immune from deep, disorienting spiritual wrestlings. Asaph didn't share much with others what he was going through in his crisis of faith. Understandable. After all, he is, or was, a public figure. Private suffering today is very prevalent in the kingdom of God. Many of God's people suffer quietly. We might have unrealistic or non-biblical expectations. 
The Bible says, share you one another's burdens. There's a certain risk involved when we share one another's burdens. Don't share your needs with just anyone. Share them with trusted, loyal friends. The other reality was simply this, that in his influ influential position, he could potential, potentially damage the faith of a saint that he was in charge to lead. Especially look at Psalm 73 and verse 15. But inside of himself he envied the wicked and thought, all in vain have I kept my heart clean. Have you not been there from time to time, especially with prolonged suffering? Asaph's faith was in crisis. And wrestling with his questions and doubts, especially in the context of his visible public ministry, increasingly felt like wearisome tasks. I'm reading this book right now by David E. Schrader called The Lion, the Church, and the Wharf. And I share with you, it is a most phenomenal, phenomenal book giving insight into what you and I have come to call spiritual warfare. But it takes a very powerful look at individual scriptures. But here's what David Schrader says in light of Psalm 73. Let me read this phrase from his book. The dominant theme of the teachings of Jesus was his kingdom. In the Lord's Prayer, or the prayer example that the Lord gave us, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Even here, we who are followers of Jesus submit ourselves unto the agenda of the king of that kingdom. He shows us the kingdom by his stories and by his life. Whether you want to be or not, he goes on to say, whether you, you are aware of it or not, whether you are actively engaged in it or not, you are at war. Planet Earth and especially the humans who live here are a battleground of epic proportions and eternal consequences. In case your view of life on Earth is that that it's merely a staging ground or a waiting room for the next life, beware. You are on the battleground filled with dangerous landmines that the enemy has planted to destroy you. You need to know about the kingdom of God. Next week, friends, we'll conclude our brief look at Psalm 73. And we'll take a look at why it is good for you and I to be in fellowship in what we have come to call the church. Father God, bless your people this day. May your word surround them, your strength be upon them. Your peace, your blessings. This I would ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Till next week, everyone. Take care. Thank you for listening to A Burst of Hope. For more information about Hope Assembly of God, go to www.godgivesyouhope.com or download our app on the App Store.